0: Now, we want to talk about the markets. We're heading into the end of the year. Was that the rally? Was that the Santa Claus rally? Did it come early? Is there another one coming? I don't know. We made it through midterms. Michael Ranking is with us, Senior Market Strategist here at the NYC. Thanks for being here.
1: Hi, Nicole. Great to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: So, the market had a nice run-up, right? It started to feel good, and then we made it through midterms. Now what? I mean, we feel like inflation probably has peaked. We made it through the midterms. We know the Fed longer, higher, longer. Where do you think we're headed?
1: Right. Well, we're, you know, we just had a pretty significant rally as you just pointed out. So the last time I was with you was right before the CPI data in mm-hmm, in October. Mm-hmm. We've rallied about 15% off of those lows. You know, at that point we had talked about, you know, some of the seasonal headwinds turning into seasonal tailwinds, yeah. you know, in October and November, and I would shared a chart with you guys, you know, that that kind of walks through that. We've seen those seasonal patterns, you know, pretty much playing out. Um, you know, very similar to what we've seen in post midterm election years, you know, just, and on a month to month basis, you know, with the exception of February, we've moved in that direction, right? Right. We're now coming kind of out of the best seasonal time period, right, typically December is good, broadly speaking, but in years of a midterm election, not so much, not as much so. Right, we see that here on the Um, chart, right? Right, so we've gotten a lot of those seasonal tailwinds. What we've also seen though, for markets that some of the other kind of major macro headwinds have now like started to shift a little bit more positively, right? So as you pointed out, inflation looks like it may have peaked, right? We've seen kind of some developments within China yeah, you know, suggesting that there's some policy shifts there, which will help on the global economic front. Right. right. So it does seem like, you know, we could we could can extend here a little bit going into the end of the year.
0: Yeah, because, you know, what's interesting. I'm glad you have this. The, the returns post 1970, but also including midterm and non-midterm years, because the idea was historically that midterms helped stocks. Right. Right. But I see here in the December month, very little. The orange being the midterm part, and it's the smallest right. of the in, three in, bars.
1: Uh, yeah, of- in December. However, right if you look out a year later or 6 months or a year later, there's a spotless right. track record for the S&P 500, right? So it's never been lower post World War II on a 6 month or a 1 year time frame. Uh, for that index, the six-month return, average return, is about 13%. Right. Right. So this is also starting to help you know, the narrative. And then, you know, the other thing that is sort of interesting is that if you look at inflation, so when CPI has peaked, there's been kind of five major peaks post 1970. So 1970, 74, 80, 90, and 2008. Right. We've been higher by an average. You know, one year later, the s and is higher by an average of about 13%. Yeah. Uh, the one year that we weren't higher. Uh, was in 2008 and we were in the midst of a financial crisis right where there was kind of systemic risk within the financial system so you can make the case that it was a little bit different that time
0: right it wasn't exactly we're not apples to apples on that one but yeah we go all the way back to the 70s looking at the the peak of inflation and uh, making the good point so you do have a couple of metrics here that say good news ahead i love when you say never Right? Because the truth is, never have we seen um, the post year after the midterm elections moving to the downside or crashing or things like that. I and mean, just not to say that can't happen now, right? I don't want to be uh, Debbie Downer, but. No. It, um, you know, people are using the narrative that we've gotten past inflation. Things probably should improve.
1: Right. And I think, so, see, if I kind of look at my crystal ball in yeah. terms of like sequencing and how I think things yeah. could potentially play out here. Right. I think we can continue to kind of extend, there's you know, key technical levels that, you know, just above the markets that everybody is kind of paying attention to. Um, and we can kind of extend into Q1 um, potentially, you know, but you know, like you said, we have potentially pulled forward some of those gains, but I think we get into a little bit of a more rocky time frame in that Q1 mm-hmm. you know, as, as we get to Q1 of next year, because you know, I've sort of, one of the themes I've talked about is kind of having to go through it to get out of it. Right, so we've had to kind of take our medicine and that medicine's in the form of kind of the monetary policy tightening, right? And we're now just kind of at the tip of the spear of starting to see the economic impacts of that, right? And we're gonna more clearly see that as we move into Q1. So I think that's a a time period where we're gonna see the economic data start to slow. We're gonna continue to see kind of earnings estimates deteriorate a little little bit. And I think we'll see a little bit of backing of kind of pulling you know a pullback within the markets, but I think that sets us up, yeah. you know, coming out of that, you know, for you know with a some better basing yeah. know, you know, with some opportunity coming out. And
0: you out. know, as I as I look up at the big board, right, and I see 3.73% for the 10 year. You know, that's not four, that's not four and a half, that's not five. Um, it has come down, even knowing that everything that we know at this point, what the Fed will do. <sighs> Um, where do you think rates go, and, and why does it matter?
1: Right. Well, I mean, clearly, you know, rates have an impact throughout yes. the, you know, kind of the economy from the housing markets and, and you know, to the consumer as mm-hmm. well as kind of corporate, you know, corporate lending yeah. and, and borrowing. Um, I think, you know, the, the Fed has been pretty clear in terms of what their path is from here. Right. So we're looking at a 50 basis point rate increase most likely in December. You know, and then we're potentially looking at another you know, 25 basis points right. kind of in February, you know, Q1 of next year. At that point, I think they're, they're hoping to take a pause. Now, the key is going to be how you know, the data plays out from there, right? And it looks like you know, the inflation data is starting to roll over, if the data cooperates, they'll kind of take a pause and, and see how things play out. I think that first level of inflation, you know, kind of peaking and pulling back, is the easy part. Right. It's you know, so call it from six percent PCE to four percent PCE, or you know, kind of or you know, five percent CPI, something along those lines. It's that last leg that's going to be much more difficult for the Fed and you know that's you know we're going to have to see how things progress you know going i just forward.
0: think people are so much more comfortable with the 10 year at this level the 2 oh. year pulling back a little bit you know versus being at those highs and pushing higher and saying oh where is it going you know yeah. that feeling sort of yes. brings market yeah, jitters and, and we've
1: definitely had that ebb and flow yeah. right where you have you know kind of the federal reserve even their commentary like ebbs and flows with you know kind of rates and and you know True. As we pull back here, it wouldn't be shocking to see some of the commentary get a little more hawkish.
0: Okay. Michael Rankin, nice to see you, senior market strategist here at the New York Stock Exchange.